and welcome to today's episode of Cam CJ. On today's episode, I will be um, kind of piggybacking off my last episode about sex education. I want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out to me and shared their stories and uh, experiences and co- comments. Thank you to all who have shared, who have subscribed and um, left a review. It's it's um, really encouraging. Thank you. So before I go into this, I'm just going to put a note of warning here that the material discussed here may be for more mature audiences. And so listener discretion is advised. So on today's episode, I will be talking about porn, sex and porn. Uh, Many of us have, many of us have watched porn. And not once or twice, but um, the first time I saw a porn movie, my cousin was watching it on the VCR and sent me out of the living room. Of course, I was curious to know what she was watching and why she didn't want me there. So I went around to the window and I looked in and I was like, what is this? It stayed with me. It has stayed with me forever. But as chatty as I was, as talkative as I was, as I am, I haven't really changed. I didn't talk about it to anyone. I just, I just kept quiet. Somehow my, I must have been, I know that I was under eight. So, because, and I, I make this guess based on where we lived at the time, because we did move around a bit at the time. I know where we, we were we lived in a house on Alanigy Street. So yeah, so I was about, I was six or seven when I saw this. And as little as I was, I knew something in my mind said to me, this is not something that you need to tell anyone about. You shouldn't talk about this. Just be quiet. And so I ran away and I didn't say anything to anyone. So I'm going to, most of this episode, I'm going to direct to parents. So parents of um, teenagers and I guess parents with kids who are getting to teenage, uh, to the teenage years. This conversation was triggered by, this episode is triggered by a conversation I had with my sister where we talked about my previous episode and somehow just segued into parenting and um and sex and, you know, all of that type of thing. So speaking about the way that we're hard, we're just naturally hardwired. My sister was telling me about her daughter who is um, going to be 11 this year. She, she loves like romance things like, you know, she's, she's a very sweet girl, girly girl. But they were watching TV the other day and a a scene came on and there were the couple were um kissing, I think, or making out something. Kissing, they were just kissing. And then she grabbed the control, the remote control, and wanted to change the channel. So my sister is like, Hold up, why do you want to change the channel? And she's like, um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but you could see that that watching that scene maybe because her mom was there or I don't know what it was, made her feel embarrassed to the point that she wanted to change the channel. 
And I'm so, I was so proud of my sister because she didn't just shrug it off or just have her own personal thoughts and move on. She took that opportunity to teach and to find out what's going on in her daughter's mind and why she felt a need to, to change the channel. And so they had conversations about that. Like, this is something that is real. This is something that people do. And, you know, why are we changing the channel? You see your mommy and daddy kissing. You, like, this is, this is real life. So they had a conversation about that. And, and I'm sure her daughter walked away from that, having learned something. And I think that that was, that was such a, I told my sister, like, she has many of these, like, star parents moments where I give her a thumbs up. But I think this is something that a lot of us parents can learn from. There, there are so many, the world out there is huge. And there are so many things that our kids are going to learn on the streets. <laughs> Not technically on the street, but you know what I mean, out in the world. There are so many things they're going to learn. So we might as well have those conversations at home and set a, a set of foundation where you, you just be honest with your kids. Like I may not have all the answers. I may not be able to talk about everything with you, but I'm happy to hear your thoughts. I'm happy for you to bring your curiosity to me and let's have a chat about it. And, you know, if you are someone who is shy or who gets embarrassed by that, maybe ask yourself why. And then ask yourself if your kids felt the way that you feel when you're confronted with a conversation about sex, how do you expect them to navigate it? So I have like one of my really close friends is very shy about sex. I think I'm probably, I don't think actually she has told me that I'm the only one that she has the kind of conversations we have about uh, sex, intimacy, relationships, and, and that type of thing. And I know that we've talked about how, you know, being young, being naive, and the kind of things that we, we got into as, as young people, and how we wish that we knew what we know now, or how we wish that we had people who we could have these conversations with and probably learn from. And so I know that when we, our kids are around the same age, so I know that as our kids get older and our kids start having questions about this, I know that we have, I have a solid circle of friends who, who I can have conversations with and we can learn from each other and figure out ways to equip our kids with education that will help them face life face real life, not the life that we parents make up in our minds that where we feel like our kids are angels and we just want to put a halo over their heads and protect them from the evil out in the world. But in in reality, there is, there's nothing that, think about growing up, all the things that you got into. Think about all the questions that you had all the roads that your curiosity, curiosity led you down. And then imagine that your kids are walking on those same roads. And, you know, going to your kids and saying, oh, the reason I'm telling you not to go out at this time is because I don't want you to make the mistakes I made. That's really not teaching. That's not, I'm sorry, to burst your bubble. But 
that's not sex education. That's not teaching. The only thing that that achieves is sneaking around, is lies, deceit, pretension. Your kids are going to do what they're going to do. The, you're not going to know everything. That's I already, I think I have come to terms with that. We're not going to know everything. We just want them to be equipped to make the right decisions. And you know what? I was talking to my sister, um, I think it was actually yesterday. And we, and, and she called me up. It was a very, I was, I was at the office, so I couldn't react the way I truly in my heart wanted to react which is cry. <laughs> but she she called me up and she said, thank you to me. And she said, thank you for how you are with my daughter. Thank you. Because I see the way you love her and I see the way she feels. I know how, I see how excited she is to talk to you. And I see the way you just say all these positive words to her and encourage her. And it makes me so happy because I know that she has you in her corner and she has you to to lift her up and she has you to turn to. And, you know, I it was a very, yeah, I'm just talking about it now. I'm kind of choking up. But I, I have two boys and before I had my kids, okay, I don't know why am I crying? <laughs> before I had my kids, my sisters had their kids and I loved, I love their kids still. But at the time... I loved their kids with such a fierceness that I used to wonder, like, how am I even going to love my own children? (laughs) And this sister in particular, I remember praying for her daughter. I remember just like, because she got married and um, she got married in 2008 and she didn't have a kid till 2010. But I know that I think she, I know she had tried, you know, and, um, and it didn't happen immediately. And so I remember really praying. And I remember writing in my journal on January 1st. So December 31st of 2009 or January 1st of 2010. When I usually do that writing at midnight. So I remember writing in my journal the things I was hoping for that year. And one of the things I wrote on that in that um, journal was that I pray that my sister has a baby this year. And my beautiful niece came into this world in September of that year. So I have such a special, she has such a special place in my heart because I feel like I hoped for you. I prayed for you and you're here. So yeah, anyway. And on top of that, she's such a brilliant happy, smart little girl. She's, and I'm not saying she's smart because she's my niece. She is truly smart. And so I, and I love my nieces because in them, I see the young girl that I I was. And I see, um, I see them. I see the curiosity in their eyes. I see, I see myself. I know that as parents, there are things we might want to protect our kids from or things that we feel like we can't come out and openly say to our kids. But I try to be very honest with with my nieces, you know, age-appropriate honesty. Like um, I have nieces who are teenagers, and when they talk to me about 
and dating and boyfriends and all of that. I try to be very honest and candid with them. And I appreciate because I I take my role as an auntie very seriously. And I, I try to I try to guide them and to talk to them. But you know, not in a condescending, you don't know what you're saying type of way, but I let them tell me what they're going through, what their thoughts are and why they're feeling the way they're feeling and this. And then I chime in and most of the time I'm chiming in with my own experiences because there's really nothing new. Like this, everything they're experiencing now and everything they're going through now, I have been through it and I can totally see how the young mind, the teenage brain just amplifies everything and blows it up. But I, I I also know that while I may on the side roll my eyes, I completely understand how being a teenager and navigating all these feelings can be a bit overwhelming. And I don't I didn't I didn't at their age, I didn't have any trusted adult that I could lean on and I could be open with and be honest with. And I know that there are some mistakes I made. There's some things I did that I wish I didn't do. And so because of that, I take my role as an auntie very, very seriously. And I see it as a privilege. I see it as an opportunity to, to help, to be, to be such a, a figure in the lives of these girls that hopefully I can, they can look back and say, wow, I'm so glad I had my auntie then because I would have, you know, done this or I would have done that. Or at this time, it felt nice to have somebody in my corner who wasn't judging me, who wasn't trying to fix me and who was just there with love and support. So yeah, so that's my goal. Anyway, my sister got me. She she just made me tear up now. But back, back to what we're saying about porn. Talking um, honestly about porn helps young people navigate it. Don't fool yourself into believing that your kids are not watching porn because they have a flip phone. They're not watching porn or because I sent on my Internet or um, because I I'm very careful and I've told them, but it's not good. So they're not watching it. They probably are or at least they have at one time, at one point in time or the other, or maybe they will in the future. So I think maybe you should tell them some facts. And for those of us who are Christians, we know that this is okay. It's unhealthy, and but maybe try to break down the why. Why is it unhealthy? Why shouldn't I watch it? All my friends are watching it. Now, as a Christian, the way that I break this down is that everything that is that the Bible instructs us to do is for our own good. So say, for example, the Bible says, do not kill. If you go on and you kill somebody, well, there are consequences for that. So you're going to end up in prison. You're going to, your life will be greatly changed by that. So it's not, you're not doing God a favor by not killing. You are saving yourself. So that's the way I see it, is that the Bible is there for instruction and for guidance. And so while the Bible doesn't expressly say that, 
doesn't expressly mention porn, you can break down the facts of uh, the consequences of porn. Now, I'm not saying that... Um, I know that there are people who watch porn and who probably think they are watching it in a healthy way and, you know, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And that's on them. I'm this, again, these are my thoughts. This is what I feel. You can take it or leave it. <laughs> so uh, I just feel like, you know, certain facts don't lie. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to share my facts. Porn is not real. No matter how good you are at killing bad guys in a video game, you will not go about believing you can kill real life bad guys. So porn paints this picture of of sexual fantasy, of a sexual fantasy that isn't real. You know, it's um and the thing with that is that it can create unhealthy expectations that have the potential to greatly damage relationships. So you see something on there and you're like, whoa, wow. And then you go into uh you go into a relationship with someone who you truly care about, and then you realize, okay, hmm, this is not really how it goes. This is not what I saw on TV. And then you become dissatisfied with what you have, and then you find that you're seeking. And for what you're seeking is something that is tr- really unattainable, you know. And then, but then you don't, if, if what you're ingesting is, is porn, if what you're basing your standards on is porn, then you're going to be very, very disappointed. And not just in the person, uh, because, you know, it takes two to tango. You're also going to be thinking of yourself as, what am I doing wrong? Like, when, why am I not orgasming as many times as these people? Or why am I not able to have, like, thunderous go, go, go sex for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half? Why? But then it's like, okay, they're acting. It's not real. It's basically, you know, it's like an action movie. And then um, another fact is that it can be addictive. And any addiction is harmful, whether your addiction is to food, to drugs, to whatever. Whatever your addiction is, addiction can be. Addiction is harmful. Everything should be done in moderation. So if something has the potential to be addictive, why are you going to get into it anyway? While it may seem like there are things you can learn from porn, it's not true. There are actual resources that can do that, that can actually teach you real things that are practical, actionable, and real. So, um, and I'm going to use myself as an example 2020 was um was a big year for me. I think I had like a sex revolution. My partner and I did a marriage course in I think it was March or April 2020. April or May. I don't know. But anyway, we did a we did a marriage course earlier in the year 2020 and it was it played such a big role in our relationship and us like 
prioritizing date nights again and just um, trying to spend time together and just to be conscious when we are slipping back into the the rhythm of, you know, go, go, go with the kids, 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 and then kids are in bed. You just want alone time. And then you find that your relation that cycle anyway, we're trying to, that, that, um, that course helped us to become aware of that. And we learned, we did learn a few things. So that was, I think that was the beginning of it. And then sometime in summer, I think I just had this, um, moment where I thought, we're hoping and praying to live long. We're hoping and praying that our marriage endures time and that we remain together. So if this is the sex that we're having, if this is it for the rest of our lives, are you happy with it? Is this where we, have we peaked? <laughs> and so we started talking about that. And then I started having the conversation with, um, my, I think my sister was actually the first person I had the conversation with. And, and in talking about that, she started that conversation. She started suggesting things to me and we started thinking. And I thought, oh, okay, so hmm, these are ways that we can spice up our sex life. I probably will make another episode on that. I'm not going to go into that right now. But we started to implement all these things and... I started to research and read about things that could help, that could help um, infuse some uh, excitement into into the bedroom. We were able to just pivot. <laughs> oh my gosh, aren't you tired of hearing that word pivot? Anyway, that was a, a twenty twenty term, but we did pivot our sex life, and. It's it's not perfect. It's still a work in progress, but it's it is amazing, and it helped. So my point in sharing this story is that you can actually change your sex life, improve your sex life, like just actually knock it right out of the park, and experience great satisfaction and pride. I don't know why I said pride. <laughs> But yeah, great satisfaction and pride without porn. Just good old actual educational resources, conversations, and practice, you know? Just practice, practice, practice. And don't be shy, don't be ashamed to play out your fantasies and try those things that pop into your head. They're in your head for a reason. Try them out. And what's there to be ashamed of anyway? Like, this is somebody who you are already sharing your life with. So this is one more thing. Like, we've had we've had encounters where we've just, like, laughed midway, like, uh, okay, mm-mm, not comfortable. This is not happening. And then, you know, and then we've had some sessions that require good debrief. Like, hmm, okay, that was really good. Or... Yeah, maybe this, a little bit of this and less of that. And, you know, and it's such a great experience then because you're learning more about your body and your partner's body and how you can, you know, both give each other pleasure. And yeah, it is uh, all these things you can learn and do 
without porn. The magical things that I learned in 2020 came from actual research, conversations, and practice. So you don't need you don't need porn. So that is the conversation I wanted to have with you today about porn and sex and how you know just pretending that our kids don't know these things is not going to make them automatically magically unknow the things that they know or it's not going to just kill their curiosity so you might as well you know just have these conversations give it a shot and see how you never know how it's going to go and if the topic of if the topic of sex and porn or whatever, if that embarrasses you, then flip the tables and imagine how your kid feels about that. And there, there, and there is sex education that is, pro, that is uh, profitable, or how do I say, for every stage. So don't say like, oh, they're too young to hear anything about anything. But, you know, have conversations the other day actually so um like my sister's experience but ours was a bit different my son is six but we're watching tv and a couple kissed and then he he said hmm why are they kissing and then we we said to him like you know people kiss people kiss people love each other kiss and so we leaned over and then we kissed I'm like don't you see us kissing we kiss all the time and then he was like, ew, ew, and he just laughed about it. And we, we, um, we moved on from that. But so there is, you know, there is age appropriate conversations that you can have about, about sex in your home with your kids. So don't pretend like not talking about it is going to make it magically disappear. Talk about it. Try to be as open and as honest as you can. And even the things that you're embarrassed to talk about, let your kids know that they embarrass you. You're embarrassed that maybe sit with that thought and see where it comes from and why you feel that way. And maybe your kids can actually learn something from that. So I, yeah, I just, I'm very curious to hear about your experiences and what you think about porn and what you think about having open, honest conversations. Let me know by email at camcj at gmail.com or you can leave me a review, a comment. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, bye-bye.